0: Grace, mercy, and God's peace be multiplied to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we start a series we've been talking about a little for the last number of weeks that'll take us through most of the fall. Many of you have been able to pick up a book already. I think we actually might be out at the moment, so that means I'm guessing you all got one already. That uh, We'll have more next week if there's no more on the table in the back. Uh, Take one per family. It's called, I Am a Church Member. Pretty straightforward. That's what we're going to talk about for the next six months. And uh, it goes a chapter a week. So today we'll look at chapter one. If you have one, read chapter two for next week. They're not long chapters. They don't take very long. But that's going to be the basis. And there's a lot of uh, different parts of God's Word in each of those chapters. So one of those we'll look at today. And what we're going to do for the next six weeks is talk about what it means to be a part of God's church, but a part of this church. What does it mean to say, I am a church member? So I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a very exciting time to be at Zion. In the past few months, we've, in a sense, rebuilt a ministry team, brought on Stephen Bookshaw for Worship and Technology in July and Scott last week uh, with Family Life and Discipleship. And, and I'm very excited to be Work with them and do ministry together, and I hope you're excited to get to know them. And they have great gifts that God wants to use here. But we make up what you might call the ministry staff of the church. What does it mean for all of us to be the church as Jesus has declared us to be? Now we often say things like, "Well, I I went to church," or "I'm going to church," and we use it as a, a noun, and we usually mean like a building here, or we might mean, "Hey, I went to I went to worship." But the church, God's people worldwide in every corner of the planet, in whatever language they speak or whatever culture, whatever race, whatever building they gather in, whatever education level, whoever they are, people who trust in Jesus and worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are, we are God's church. And yet God places us somewhere to be a part of a local church connected to the big global church. So we're going to ask those questions. What does it mean to be a part of this church. Zion Lutheran Church, if you are a part of it. And if you are a part of it, God has plans for you. What does that mean? So that's what we're going to dig into. And today, if you had a, if you got a book and you got a chance to look at it, chapter 1, the title is, I Will Be a Functioning Church Member. But the book itself is, I Am a Church Member, which kind of sounds like a confession, right? Hi, my name is Ryan, and I am a church member. But I actually do have a confession to make to all of you. Some of you who have heard me talk about this or been through my new member class in the past number of years, you actually know that I actually did have disliked for a long time this word, and I've even avoided using it I didn't, I didn't like saying church member, and so I'd find other words to talk about church participants or partners or, or, or other words. And so some of you know that, hey, you know, I'm, di- I'm uncomfortable with it. And then, you want, and then you've asked me why. Well, why might I be uncomfortable with the word member? Because when we say that in a lot of places, it brings up certain pictures or images or ideas in our head. So, why might I have been uncomfortable with the term member? Well, here's one of the pictures I think some of you might get in your head, or some people in general get in their head when they hear the term member, and then negatively apply it to the church. What does it mean to be a member here? If you're a part of a golf club, country club, what does it mean to be a member? You pay dues And then what do you get? You get access. Yeah, services, access. You pay dues, you receive, you get access. Pretty straightforward. So, but that's not what it means to be a member of the church. So, I I was uncomfortable with with language like that because we can, oh, I'm a part of this club and that club. I I understand how membership works, what that means. Or here's another type of membership that we can have. How many of you? I've signed up for some sort of frequent flyer program, and and you know make sure you check the box or fill it in, and if you that's uh, Delta. No offense to people that like another airline. It's just a picture I found, and we've Delta pilot and congregation as well. So props to him. But how does this work? It works that you use the product, that is, you fly, and then you gain more perks. Which means the more you fly, the more you pay, the more perks you get, right? So, pay more, get more. That's how that membership works. And so, you might land, and they say, thanks for being a Delta SkyMiles member. But that's not what God's Word said and says. So, I hope you caught it, and I'm going to read some of it again. It's what we read in our epistle reading. Just as a body, though one has many parts, and all of its parts form one body, so it is with Christ for we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body whether whether Jews or Gentiles slave or free and we were all given one spirit to drink so even so the body is not made up of one part but of many so do you catch the different image definition of membership what it means to be a member that God wants us to think about as we are a part of God's church What's the image he uses? A body, right? Martin Luther's small catechism says, you know, I believe that God has made me and all creatures, has given me my eyes, ears, and all my members. Yeah, eyes, ears, nose, hands, fingers, knees and toes, knees and toes. We could do that together if you wanted to. What does it mean to be your right hand? For many of you, not all, many right with it, lift things, hold your phone, Your right thumb is very important, right? You carry things or or you you hug somebody. Your right hand has a very important job. What about your left leg? It has a very important job, right? And could you get by and live without your right hand? Yeah. Would you want to? No. Could you get by without your left leg? Would you want to? Not if you didn't have to. Right. You see, your whole body works better when every part does its job, right? Each part has its function, and when every part of your body does its job, your whole body, it's not that your thumb's better off if, if your thumb does its job, but your whole body is better off, right? When your eyes do their job, your whole body's better off, right? When your brain works healthily, does its job. When your skin does its job, your heart, your lungs, your liver, when all of those parts function properly, your whole body is better off. So... God's Word continues on this. Here, I'll read it for you. It says, now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not part of the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of it. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact... God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. I hope you believe that. If they were all one part, where, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. So the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts that seem weaker are indispensable. And the parts we think that have less honorable, we treat with more honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, given greater honor to parts that lacked honor, so that there is no division in the body. And that is parts that have equal concern. If one part suffers, we all suffer. If one part is honored, every part rejoices. This is... Is a very different kind of membership. And so it was reading this book that actually redeemed for me using the word member to talk about being a member of a church. Say, to be a member of a church means God stuck you on as the thumb or the right foot into this body, into the body, and God has special plans for you, for you filled with the Holy Spirit to do your part and play your role. That's what it means to be a member. So that's what we're going to spend. Just getting started today and spend the next six weeks on. So just as your hand is a member of your body, you are a member of the worldwide church and this church. And you have a part to play, a thing to do, a role to play, and a calling to fulfill. And like 1 Corinthians said, what what happens if your big toes don't do their job? What happens when you walk around? You fall over. What happens if your eyes don't do their job? How are you getting home today? You're probably not driving, right? What happens if your brain doesn't do its job? You root for Ohio State. That's what happens. (laughs) You are a member here, and God has things for you to do. Biblical church membership is far different than any other kind of membership you might have. Not that membership in, in any other club or group is bad. Those are all fine. It's just a different way to use the same word. And biblical membership is very different. And so briefly, I want to I highlight, and we've kind of talked about it, I'm going to put on uh, succinctly, highlight the difference between what I would call country club membership and biblical church membership. So here first, country club membership... I would say, means paying and receiving. So giving first and receiving. Paying and receiving privileges. You get to go to the club. People that don't pay don't. That's, just, that's how it works. Nothing wrong with that. Just how it works. But you pay and give, and then you receive perks. Privileges and perks, and then others serve you, right? Go to the clubhouse, go to whatever. Others wait on you. It's a product that you pay for. That's all fine and well. It's, it's just how it works. However, it also means if you don't like the product that you are paying for, what can you do in a free market? You can, right, take your money elsewhere and go pay for a different product that you want to. So country club membership means giving or paying and receiving privileges, perks, having others serve me. And if I don't like the product, I can go somewhere else. However, biblical church membership means... Giving, but it first means receiving from God, faith and forgiveness, and then giving to others. So, receiving from God. So, country club membership is paying and receiving. Biblical membership is receiving from God, faith and forgiveness, and then giving. And what it means is everybody's necessary. We don't get to look around and say, you're not important. Your gifts aren't good enough. No, if the foot says, I'm not a hand, it doesn't make you any less a part. Any less important, we have different roles. You look around and and even the people that might bug you, they're still in God's church. That's what makes the church so different. We'll talk about that as we talk about unity next. There's a lot of things we don't have in common here. That's fine. Because the most important thing we have in common, which is Jesus, is far more important than all the other things that might divide us. We are all necessary. We all have different functions, though. We don't get to look down on each other because you're better at something and I'm worse at that. We just say thank you that God has gifted you so that you can play your part and then God has gifted me differently and I can play my, my part. We have the same purpose. Give glory to God and tell others that Jesus lived, died, and rose for them. But that also means then as you have received God's free grace and forgiveness, when we give back in many ways, we give back without demands. You're not paying for a product; you have been given eternal life. So you don't. We don't give money and then demand that something goes our way, or we don't say, "Well, I'll only uh, do something only if if I if it exactly goes my." We we give and say, "I'm giving to God and, and serving other people," which is the last thing. I serve others. We don't think about what's in it for me, but we think, "How can I serve other people? Give glory to God and." Invite other people to hear of God's good news. So to wrap that up in one phrase, I can misquote a famous president and tell you, ask not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church. Who said the real version? Kennedy, yeah, famous inauguration speech. He's talking about your country. I think it's true for your church. God wants to form us as true biblical members that ask not what your church can do for you, but say, God, how do you want me to serve? Then you might be wondering, okay, 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 but why? Well, I want to return to the verse we started with. It's verse 13, and there's a word that I overlooked that I want to come back to. It talks about being all members of one body, and it answers the why. why. Why act like this? Why is biblical church membership different? Why? Because just as a, a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one body, so it is with Christ, for, because we were all baptized by one Spirit to form one body. Ephesians talks about one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one... Because, why? Because you and I are, are washed and renewed and forgiven and filled with the Holy Spirit and therefore made a member of the body of Christ. And this is what it means to be the member that Jesus bled, died, and rose for. So each week, we're going to close by speaking a pledge. It's at the end of the chapters, and I think it's helpful as a prayer, as a, as a pledge to say, hey God, this is what we ask you to, to form in us. So, if you can read it, say there's three slides to it. Say it with me. I am a church member. It's not membership as in a civic organization or a country club. It's the kind of membership given to us in God's Word. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Because I am a member of the body of Christ, I must be a functioning member, whether I am an eye, an ear, or a hand. As a functioning member, I will give, I will serve, I will minister, I will evangelize, I will study, I will seek to be a blessing to others. I will remember that if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. I am at ch- May the peace of Christ, which passes our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.